Hey, this is Jim Larrabee. I'm the lead pastor here at First Christian Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer is that the words you hear encourage you, that they challenge you, that they build your faith and draw you closer to Jesus. So, enjoy. Hey, good morning, church. Hey, good to see you guys. Uh, Welcome. If you're here for the first time, this is a little bit different than any other Sunday you might get to jump into, so we apologize. Um, My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here. I got the privilege of working with um, all of these people that you're seeing on stage and in the tech booth and the coffee shop and welcoming and so much more. Uh, We're taking over because we believe that the next generation not only is a church of tomorrow, but they're also the church of today. And we as a congregation, man, I love that FCC supports the next generation, invests in the next generation, and we get to celebrate that here today. Not only the students up on stage, but really every single person that helps shape a student's faith um, to be who they're going to be in their life. So if you are a kidsman volunteer working in the nursery with the little ones, man, some of these people used to be there. And, And so the investment is one as we pour in and pour in and pour in eventually lord willing we send out the next generation of or this generation of kingdom leaders into all the corners of the world so super excited about that thank you for being a part of investing in the next generation. And if you're not involved in investing in the next generation, I highly recommend, whether it's at the workplace or here at church or wherever you do life, man, get involved in plugging in and sending out the next generation of kingdom leaders. It is so awesome. Um, we are also celebrating a bittersweet week. We are, have graduations coming. There, maybe a few already happened. There's a few coming up this week. We are gonna be sending out the class of 2022, many of whom sit behind me. And we're gonna be praying over them in just a minute. but. There's a couple things that I just wanted to share with you before I turn the stage over to these guys, because honestly, man, if we think we have nothing to learn from people who are younger to us than us, then man, we are sorely mistaken. I learn so much from these guys every single week, and I'm excited for what they have to share today through their stories. Before we do that, I just want to tell you a little bit of what students have been up to. Our leaders see it, I see it every single week, but maybe you don't get a chance to see it quite as often. But here's a few things that have been going on As you've invested in kids' ministry and those students got older, as you're investing in young adult ministry and and help sending out the next group, here's what the students have been up to. Uh, That TJ car wash that you guys did last week, thank you so much if you got your car washed. We were looking for $8,500 to fully fundraise a house for a family in need, and you guys did it. So thank you so much. Uh, We're going to go... To Mexico, we're going to build two houses uh, in a, like 10 days from now. That's coming up fast. And, um, but I'm saying that because one, Cheyenne right here was the one who ran the whole thing. Students taking over and making it happen, which is awesome. We did an Angel Tree celebration, Christmas party. If you gave a gift to Angel Tree, we actually gave it to the families. We threw a big old Christmas party for them in December. It was awesome. Students ran that, which was amazing. Uh, Our high schoolers lead our junior high Sunday mornings, which is so cool. They have some help and some supervision, but our high schoolers really have taken that on as student leaders. And around ministries in our church, 40% of the children's ministry volunteers are students. 40% of our production volunteers are students, and 75% of our coffee shop volunteers are students. And so, 
They're making moves. They're helping be part of the church of today. So if you've ever come to a Sunday here, it has helped and put on by a student. You've been impacted by a student. And we're going to do this to glorify God, not just about students, right? It's not about students at all. It's actually about Jesus and what he is doing in and through the people of our church. But we're also celebrating you, the church, who have invested your time, your energy, your resources into these students, the church of today. So thank you so much. Today's a celebration of you as well. Um, Hey, we're excited for, I'm excited for what these guys are going to share. I'll turn the stage over to them in just a second. But before we do, if you are a member of the class of 2022, or if you're sitting by a member of the class of 2022, there's some around there. I know a bunch of you are in service. There's a few up on stage. What we're going to do is we're just going to pray over you as a church. Um, We... We love you. We're here to celebrate you. Church, there are Bibles over here. If you've invested in the class of 2022 at any point, or maybe even if you haven't, I would invite you after service to come on over here, write a note of encouragement in their Bibles, highlight your favorite verses, write a prayer, something like that. The point, their travel Bibles, the point of the travel Bibles is that wherever they go, their church and their Lord go with them. And so I uh, highly recommend come on over here. And, and get uh, supporting the class in that way. But let me pray, and then we'll jump into what these students have for us today. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a celebration, not of student ministry, not of children's or young adult ministry, God, but of you. And the fact that you call all people, regardless of life situation, regardless of what's been going on, regardless of our past, you can call all people, and you use all different types of people, all different ages. Um, God, your church is not just the people here up on stage every single Sunday. Your church is all the people who are loving you and serving you and bringing your gospel to this world. That includes our students. That includes our young adults. That includes our kids, God. There is no one too young to make a difference in the kingdom of God. So I ask today for just humble hearts for the rest of us to be willing to learn from what this younger generation has to share from their stories, that we'd be receptive But God, as we send out this next class into the world and as they go into all the corners of the world proclaiming the gospel, God, I pray that you would go with them. Wherever the class of 2022 got, whether they go around the world to college or they stay here at Hancock or they get a job or they live in their mom's basement, God, wherever they go, I just pray that you stay with them. You have been faithful up until this point. You will continue to be faithful in their future. And God, wherever they go, remind them that their church supports them, loves them, goes with them and is alongside of them every step of the journey. God, we're so grateful for who you are, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, here you go. Okay, okay. First service got away with it because they didn't have their coffee, but come on, you guys, you guys should have your coffee by now. Uh, my name is Robert. I currently serve as the high school lead for Exchange. And an interesting fact about myself, and I got booed off stage, uh, I pour my milk before I pour my cereal. Yeah, hey, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're right. Yeah, Pastor Jim's daughter, all right, there you go, all right, Audrey, Audrey. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a, a little bit about myself. Good morning, my name is Danielle Marsh, and I am the junior high lead here at the church, as well as... These girls I got to serve with for six years. Uh, I was the senior girls life group leader alongside Robert. And uh, interesting thing about me, I lived in my mom's basement. No, I'm kidding. No, I did not. We don't have basements in Arizona. But I do have a fear of heights. However, I did jump out of a perfectly good airplane. With a parachute, obviously. 
It's my turn. And now introducing the students. Hey, Robert, that fact was foul. Anyways, <laughs> um, my name is Maya, and an interesting fact about me <laughs> is that I like rocks, like a lot. <laughs> I really uh, hi, my name is Jacob. Um, an interesting fact about me is I prefer being barefoot over having shoes on. Hi, my name is Cheyenne, and a fun fact about me is I did pole vault this year. My name is Armando Rojas, and I find sleeping on the floor more comfortable than sleeping on a bed half the time, honestly. Hi everyone, my name is Kiana, and a fun fact about me is that I have a phobia of condiments. So you just, you walk into Albertsons and you see the condiments on and you just walk right out? Is that how that works? I just, I avoid them at all costs. <laughs> so your hot dogs and hamburgers are just plain? Plain. Uh, Nothing on uh, them. I feel bad for you. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll start with you, since you have the microphone, actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we asked these students, uh, a few, we're going to ask these students a few questions, and you guys are going to hear a bit about their testimony and their stories and their struggles and how we all can relate to one another and uh, faith-wise. And so, uh, Kiana, uh, how long have you been a follower of Christ, and how did you become a follower of Christ? Um, I have been a follower of Christ for as long as I can remember, um, I was born into the church, and I got baptized when I was 10, um, although I didn't really quite understand what that meant. Um, I kind of did it just to follow what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, although when I got into middle school, specifically like eighth grade, um, I, me and my family went through a lot of struggles, and um, this church and a lot of my friends really helped support me and showed me that God was there for me and that I was never alone through all of that. And so that was really when I started building my relationship with Christ. I was raised in a Christian household as well, and um, I had come to this church in the fourth grade, and when I was in about fifth or sixth grade, I had myself baptized because I had found that I had loved to serve for the church. Um, and I had found that there were so many good surfers opportunities and so many things to learn here. And um, I didn't really get that spiritual connection until about the eighth grade at like a summit trip, um, which is something that the church holds that's like, like an important, like isolating trip where you really get to connect with God. And um, I've really been able to, like, push more into my faith and put it more into the church and put it into, like, um, serving for stuff like the tech team and serving for um, photography and even doing stuff like this. It's a lot of fun. And um, this is really when I connected. It was about the eighth grade. So I had moved to California when I, got, <clears throat> when I was in sixth grade, and I came to this church, and I got really connected, and I just watched all the people around me, like, love someone like so much and like how they had him in his life and I really want to be a part of that and have someone like that in my life and that was Jesus and so I had gotten baptized when I was eighth grade with my sister and so just ever since then I've just been following Jesus and loving him and having this community here to be for me. Uh, 
I became about three, four years ago. Uh, my family was going through a difficult time with my dad. He just a little bit of context. Uh, he was he was using uh, drugs, and it was it was difficult for my family. Not only seeing you know my mom was hurt, my sister seeing my mom, my sister killed me. Um, not literally, um, <laughs> but I, I saw I saw the light at the end of the tunnel and eventually got through it, and that's when I became a full-blown Christian. Um, well, I was raised in the church. My mom was a children's pastor, youth pastor, Everything you can think of in the church, she's done it, been there. Um, so it was just a part, it was a really big part of my life. Um, and I just kind of did it at first because I felt like that's what I needed to do. Um, but more towards the end of middle school, um, I developed anxiety. And I just kind of realized that I wasn't going to be able to make it without God and I didn't want to make it without him either. Um, so I just started um, following God more towards then and just really realizing um, the fulfillment and joy that he brings. Well, there is no doubt that Jesus transforms lives. And one of the biggest blessings of working in youth ministry is being able to walk alongside and see how Jesus Christ changes each one of their lives and everybody in youth ministry. And we know that Jesus changes lives and then the journey begins, right? Our faith walk begins with ups and downs. So as you guys journeyed, what are some of the difficulties that you had encountered along that journey? Um, yeah. Just, um, I think my biggest struggles have always been um, with lust and temptation um, and just worldly things. I've always been very prone to um, give into those things and believe that um, God's way wasn't as good as what the world would give me, which is not true. But um, I think that those are the things that I struggled most. The biggest difficulty for me um, was giving him all the control and trust. Uh, especially as a teenager, you always want to like, you know, ooze out a little more stuff than you could really handle. But um, that you always want a little bit more control or responsibilities you, could, you think you can handle. But that's always been the biggest part for me is giving him all of it. One thing I struggle with sometimes is following, like, understanding why God's plan is the way God's plan is. Like, recently I've been having some family situations this past year, and it's been really difficult. And I, if, like, I don't understand why this was happening at first. And I was like, why is this, like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand what's happened after all this time. And it was, like, kind of difficult, but I just need to, like, trust his plan. But sometimes it's difficult because I'm like, I want to go my way, but it can't always go like that, so... And just try to trust him, and yeah. Uh, one problem I've always kind of had is you kind of put God in a box, not in the sense of his abilities, but of what problems and like what um, portions of your life you want to let him take control over. Like you often say, I want to deal with this problem myself because I feel like I can do it better, and 
it'll keep me, um, it'll keep that way in my life the same and I don't have to give up those things, but I can improve in other ways. And um, kind of like throwing everything out the door and saying, this is all yours and remembering that every single day you know, that you are a Christian and that you want to dedicate your life to him and that you can't keep those kind of things forever and eventually, you know, you're going to have to come and face it. Um, just breaking out of that box a little bit and breaking out of the routine, um, that's the hardest part, but um, it is definitely the most necessary. Um, so something that I have always struggled with with my faith is definitely like temptation and um, believing that his way is best over mine. Um, specifically through high school, um, you're faced with so much like peer pressure and worldly desires that it's really hard to um, focus on what's really important. Um, and especially like over the last few years, I've the way I've looked at things is like um, I'm just gonna have fun now, and then I'll go follow God later. Um, although I've realized that that is not how we should be living. Um, and so that has just really um, been my biggest struggle over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think a lot of us in the church and including yourselves uh, could relate to trying to follow, following God's plan. It's, it's been a struggle of mine and Danielle's and others, and it's not, it's not easy because you want something, but he tells you no, and you have to go his way. And um, it's, it's still a struggle today with a lot of choices we have to make in life. So... Um, another question, we'll start with you, Kiana. Uh, how is following Jesus worth it and why? Um, following Jesus is worth it to me because it just gives me like this peace um, and like a lack of worry. Um, I've struggled with a lot of things in my life and we, my family and I have gone through a lot of obstacles, although I have never once doubted that God has been there for me and that I'm not alone. Um, and I know that I do not have to worry because he's never going to give me something that I cannot handle. And every obstacle he gives me has been put there purposefully to help me and um, help me be, grow stronger and build our relationship. Um, <laughs> I have kind of found that... Um, there is a overwhelming sense of peace when you can look at any problem or become overwhelmed with any emotion and you can breathe and just say like, you know, two or three words like I need God or um, I need you. And immediately you can feel like just a massive physical weight come off your chest and being able to breathe and being able to be secure in yourself and knowing that this is only the moment and no matter if it's like the most mundane possible um, problem that you're coming across or if it's like the most trying thing that you've ever dealt with in your life and you do not know how life is going to be past this moment, knowing that either way you're still going to be taken care of is, it's, it's a feeling you can't get from anything else. I say following Jesus is worth it because there, it's like a sense of comfort for me especially knowing that I have someone who's there for me all the time and no matter who comes in and out of my life, Jesus is always there, and I can pray to him whenever I need to, and he just listens and just does everything that he needs to do for me, and I trust in that, and it's just amazing to have someone knowing that I'll never be alone. 
Well, I have a lot to, I have a lot to live up to. Um, uh, guy has, I, I think it is worth it. Um, the big thing for me is making wise decisions. Um, as a high schooler, parties were, you know, a big thing. And I was invited to maybe one or two. And I was like, oh, dude, this might be fun. You know, it might be fun. I might have some, I, it's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> but um, I was like, no, dude, this is, I was, I was, God was speaking to me like, hey, something's going to happen here. Do not go or something's going down. Cops are going to come, whatever. So that has always helped me make wiser decisions, and yeah. <laughs> um, I think following Jesus is worth it to me because of just the, like everyone else was explaining, the amount of peace and comfort. And for me, it was just the fulfillment part. I think as a human, I always search for answers and I always search for what will bring me joy or what will bring me fulfillment and um, I tried the world <laughs> I tried worldly things um, I've done a lot of things but they they never brought me the joy or fulfillment or peace and they always brought me more anxiety than um then just being content and um, just being in God's presence and his joy has ever brought me. Praise God, guys. We serve a faithful God and you are demonstrating his faithfulness in your testimonies. And um, there, there's the story that he gave you. And so there's people in this audience that might be walking through some of the same things. And so if you, you have the opportunity now, what is some advice that you would give them? Um, to not give up and that it does get better. Um, I struggled with depression and anxiety and uh, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I wasn't really following God um, wholeheartedly anymore. And um, I kind of got to the point where I just didn't want to be here. Um, and... I think in that the best advice that I um, received was that God's never going to leave you. It's going to be okay. It's going to get better. And um, there is hope and there is joy and there is peace and love. And God can bring all of that. The biggest piece of advice I would give is don't, this, this is a bumpy journey you're going about to go on and don't take it alone. Uh, I'm looking at my mom right now. My mom has helped me through a lot of this. We've had a bunch of talks and conversations about this and she's, she's definitely helped me through this bumpy and wild journey I've had. Um, one piece of advice I would give is to remember how loved you are because you are loved unconditionally by God and you're loved by everyone here and everyone here, all the leaders and any person really is always here for you and willing to talk and will love you as unconditionally as they can. One thing I, one thing I have to tell myself a lot is just, dude, you know, put it down or give it up. 
it's hard to like give up the things that you want or desire. And it's hard to put away those problems or feelings and, you know, let go of like grudges or um, even let go of stress that you know is plaguing you. But there's some kind of weird fascination that like makes you want to hold on to it, like um, because it, it festers inside you and just getting rid of all that and giving it to God and just breathing for once. It's, um, it's a really relieving feeling. And I have to remind myself to just stop and breathe every single day sometimes. The best advice that I can give is that God never gives up on you and that you are not alone. Um, life is hard, and every single day we face um, the struggles of sin and temptation and worldly desires, and no matter how far you fall into that and how far you are in your relationship with Him, that He doesn't give up on you. Um, so honestly, just... Don't give up because God's not giving up on you. So you, you heard it multiple times this morning that the students aren't just the church of tomorrow, but the church of today. And you've heard it multiple times again that we have students running the welcome booth, we have them running the coffee shop, we have them running worship, hosting, and even on stage during our sermon time. And it takes a lot of guts for these students to come up here and have bravery just to share some bits and parts of their stories. And feel free to ask them more questions about them about their stories. They're, they're, they're dying to just tell you their stories. And uh, just they're going to be sitting out there in the audience in the coming, coming weeks and being young adults and uh, going into the real world. And um, can we give these students a round of applause again, all the other students serving? And um, also serving as a high school lead, I also served as the senior leader for the guys and the amount of, they, they've grown so much since their freshman year, maturity-wise for sure. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's been amazing seeing their journey. And uh, can we give a round of applause for the graduating seniors? One thing I, one word I could say about sending off this generation and just students in this generation is resilience. These students doing life with them have experienced some really high highs and some really low lows. And the one thing that they have done is they have built their foundation on the rock of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And just like the song says, I will build my life upon your love and I will not be shaken. These kids are amazing. And so I just thank them and I'm gonna pray as I invite the worship team out. So Father, you are so good. You love us so much. I thank you that these students have heard your voice, the calling that you have on their lives. They have heard it and they are in action, Lord. They are falling for you. They are chasing after you, Lord God. And they just know that um, you will be their peace. You will be their hope. You will be their comfort. You will always be with them. You will never leave them. You will never forsake them or any of us. You are a good God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. For all of eternity, we have, and we can trust in you. So may you just honor, may you be honored with our worship, that we just lay everything that we brought through those doors at the feet of Jesus, knowing that this is where we belong, because this is where you meet us, just as we are, right where we are. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hey, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with a friend. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to find out more information about giving or to see what's going on in the life of our church, please visit us at fccsantamaria.org. Thanks again for listening and God bless.